Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Who podcast. It is a glorious recording night indeed. R.I.P. to the 49ers, and the P does not mean peace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also for the Chiefs, too. Yeah, although you have like the Kings, talk about the Chiefs. Uh, for me personally, first of all, shout out Floss. Floss, I don't have no smoke with y'all. I just get tired of seeing uh, Jackson Mahomes and his fiance <laughs> uh, doing the most on the timeline. Once I saw Buddy do a dance on Sean Taylor Memorial, I was like, yeah, man, we got to get him up out of here, man. <laughs> Hey man, you my division is smoke, and you already know what it is with the suckers, man. We don't even have to yeah, get into 40, that 49ers, uh, I just find it amazing they were able to have that much success with uh with quarterback play like that. That was a miracle in and of itself, uh, but it can only go so far. What's that? It's only so long fake thugs can pretend, man. Uh, that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> that's the line. Possibly. Man, and uh, you know, to Cole Marshawn Lynch, man. I'm thankful. <laughs> That's all I can say for, for today, That's all, man. Say. That's all I can say. I'm thankful. Anyway, we got some dope stuff to talk about tonight. We just had to get that, uh, you know, had a dance on the 49ers grave and the Chiefs graves right quick. Uh, I have no I have no smoke with Rams or the Bengals. So whoever wins, you know, God Me bless. Either, and you earned it. Me either. Go you ahead and enjoy your chip. You know, I rock with Joey B. I feel like Odell got a bad rap. Uh, messing with uh, Baker, so whoever wins, God bless. Um, let's start with these all star starters, man. Uh, timeline was going crazy. Uh, <laughs> um, let's start out east KD, Giannis, and B, Trey, DeMar. Um, any issue with that five? I mean, I guess you, I guess you know, some people gonna have the issue with Trey Young. You know what I mean? Some people could kind of look at it and be like, hey, you know, why don't you go ahead and put, you know, Jimmy, for example, or why not have uh, Levine, for example, on there? But um, I think other than Trey, and even with Trey, he, he's playing so well statistically. He's had such a great year statistically. It's like, can't, it's just nitpicking, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? All stars should always be a mix of production and wins. I'm not one to just say all wins, guess you win. Like, I've never been that type of guy for the all star game. So, I'm 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 with I'm fine with the East for the most part. I thought it was crazy. I remember looking for. I remember Demar. That first month and a half, I seen Demar was like playing out of like out of his mind. The first six to eight weeks of the season, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, Trey is having a hell of a hell of a offensive year, so Man, I get it. But I feel like Levine's not that far behind, and when it's that close, I like to reward the winner. I feel like Chicago. With the season they're having, being a half came out the number one seed. 
despite all the injuries they're going through, I probably would have gave it to Levine. But like I said, that that's that's honestly nitpicking. I feel like the other four was kind of set in stone. Like you know, nobody's gonna argue and be Giannis, KD, or the way DeMar was playing. Like I feel like that was kind of infallible. So I just feel like the fans got it got it right with that for the most part. I'm not pushing back too much on Trey. So uh, I, I would have went Levine, but it's not something I'm gonna sit here and fight about. You know what I right. mean? So you know, right. we're, we're good with the East and the West. Um, it was gonna be a fun conversation because I know Kings his his agenda would react mixed going against reality. We, we're gonna see where he goes with this. Uh, LeBron obviously, Joker obviously, Curry obviously, Morant. Morant beating out Luca was a was an upset to me. That was kind of crazy. I thought that was uh, crazy. Yeah, I thought you know small market. Luca's got the international you know crowd behind him and in a bigger market. But I know you know you know for all for all the things you know for all the flack we give the NBA for publicizing small markets, I think they've actually done a pretty good job in, in getting the, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies out there on the internet. I yeah. think they've done a good job with they they marketing for the Grizz. That's fair. I don't think I pushed back on is when they pulled the Grizzlies Spurs game off, which would have been Ja versus DeJounte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the Knicks, the Knicks versus somebody. It was like, wasn't even a, a, a good game. It was just because it was, well, that was, that was early on in the year, right? No, that was like two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. Like, I think, I think, and that's the thing, like they, they game schedule is still not good for small markets. Yeah, but I'm saying right. at least on like social media and, and media wise, they at least right. try to, to put the Grizz out there. Right. And then lastly, Kings never Kings stay ten toes down. Yes, Finally, sir. 2022, his boy paid off. Andrew Wiggins, voted the NBA All Star starter. So I, 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 I'll t- I'm gonna let you close this out. This, this is your man. This, this is what. So at first, I was like, "There's no way." Okay, but I go down the list of you know, kind of quote unquote marquee forwards in the West. They all have not played or have <laughs> missed a lot of time. Anthony yep. Davis. Missed most of the first half. Uh, Zion hasn't suited up. Uh, MPJ hasn't suited or played like five games where they were like, no, he's done for the season, right? Paul George hasn't played half the season, right? Even Kawhi, if you want to cover, that hadn't suited up. So you go down that, even at the guys on bat, no, Carl Anthony Towns, center, right? So he's not even in the same position. Um, but it's, no, it's front. It's front course. I yeah, get the front court. Yeah, sorry, you're right. You're right. So front court. Yeah. Even you know, cat is arguable, but you know, Wiggins being a two way. You know, Wiggins defense. You know, y'all gonna argue it. They're the number one seed or number two seed at, at, at the close of voting. I think Monty's gonna Monty just they just announced Monty's gonna coach the game, coach Team LeBron. Uh, you even go down further with guys putting up maybe heavier numbers. You know, Brandon Ingram. You know, missed gang of games. Right. Only played 35 out of the 50 games. So at the end of the day, I mean, name-wise, it looks crazy because Wiggins' reputation was kind of in the dirt before last season. He saw a little redemption. But uh, how, how are you, you – you can't really argue this from my end. Well, the more that I sat and thought about it, uh, you can't really argue it based on the games that, you know, guys have played and missed and, you know, contributing to, you know, a winning team. You can't really argue it. So go ahead, Kings. Take your victory lap on Wiggs, man. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> you got too much talent to be a scrub. I mean, you have people looking at a guy who averaged with 24, 25 points at one point. You know what I'm saying? Being able to hit that mid-range with the explosiveness and athleticism that he had, and they was acting like he was never going to be a good player. Like, you know, that's that type of thing where I start to believe in the philosophy of 
our our guy, you know, at ball don't stop. You know what I mean? Like at some point, you guys have to start using logic, bro. You can't just look at the math and say that oh, this Wiggins he can't play no more. Like come on, bro. Look at his skill set. Look at his build. Right. Look at look at his archetype, man. Stop. Like, use some critical thinking, bro. Like, use some critical. He was never gonna not be able to produce in this league. He he was built to, he was built to uh, perfect for the wing, and he's too good of a of an actual basketball player to not have an impact once he ended up in the right situation, which he did. You know, I mean, he ended up in the right situation. I know I haven't given unanimous his credit for helping <laughs> my, my boy Wiggins out, but I will give him his credit on now that we're on the pod. Yes, unanimous did a great job. Getting wings, better opportunity. A lot of teams are putting wings on Curry, July Wiggins to play smaller guards, and he is feasting on those guards. Yes, uh, no point. No I, I block Curry for letting him cook in the in the in the post area, allowing Wiggins to play his game when he has that mismatch. Um, also, with the whole All Star thing, um, yeah, you know, someone like Brandon Ingram should be ahead of him. Somebody you want to argue, Aiden or Cat? I agree. But then the day, like, well, what are we talking about? It's 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 like somebody says fan voting. Yeah, and I think I mean, I, and and, and I, my my thing why it didn't bother me because those fringe guys, they're gonna end up going anyway. Like yeah, Booker, Cat, Dayton are going. Exactly. You know what I mean? They're they're hundred hundred percent going. Like Chris Paul, Booker. <laughs> so my thing is so obviously, um, you know, for the sake of quote unquote starting, you know, obviously see you know Phoenix not getting the guy voted in raise a lot of uproar uh Miami not getting the guy voted in raise a lot of uproar those are the top two seeds like the top seeds in these conference at this at the stop of a uh, at the the, the decision <laughs> of who's, who's coaching the all-star game so it'll be Spo for the east and uh you know Monty for the west uh, no all-star starters on each team um do you I heard you argue this and I respected you I think you saw this last year cuz you I know you really are big about protecting, you know, the big men. Um, right. Are you, do you think it's time to go in the way the way the league is now, just go with a straight five, top five vote getters period in each and do away with the positions? Or do you like the current front court? They got to met halfway with front court, back court. They got to met kind of halfway. Do you think it's time yeah. to go all the way in and go straight five players or keep it how it is with the front court, back court? say keep it how it is. I think I think people are too caught up when they say positionless basketball, but that's kind of a lie. You know what I mean? Like, you still have <laughs> archetypes. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at – like, you can't just play certain dudes at the five and think it's going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, you still have to fit an archetype. You still have to fit a mold. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like you can't – I think front court and, and back court is really, really dope because a lot of front court guys are interchangeable. I, I agree with that philosophy because a lot of the front court is interchangeable. You see, like, guys like Mobley – who can go from big to power wing to four, you know what I mean? And you got guys like um, LeBron who can also go in from wing, power wing, four or five. Draymond Green, same thing, wing, power wing, four or five. So it's like, I think front court is dope. But it's like, come on, bro, top five, like backcourt guys don't play in the front court ever. You know what I mean? Those aren't, those aren't, I mean, like you have a few like the hearts and the GPs and that do play the four, but that's that mo- that's the most you'll see the like you know maybe the Bruce Browns play the four like that's that most you'll ever see. You know what I mean? So it's like archetypes and roles still matter. I hate how people are trying to, I hate how they're trying to push like some people are trying to push basketball to make it seem like these roles are outdated when they're not. Right, like some of these roles still philosophically from a foundational standpoint matter on on the on the floor. So, no, I, I, I'm not in support of going just top five locations. It just doesn't make sense. Like, 
being the best at your position, being the best at your archetype, that matters. Like that should count for something. I respect that. I respect that. So you, you know, you talking me off that ledge. I was leaning into to, into straight five, but I think you raised a good it point. It just don't make it just don't make sense to me. Because like I'm not trying to see a starting five of like four guards. Like who plays who <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. You're right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So while we just bounced off Wiggins, um, let's get to his teammate. You know, the guy on the team, Steph Curry. The last, it's it's been wild. Um, So, man, so he hasn't shot 50% back-to-back games since November. Uh, Since December, he's at 24, 6, and 5 on 38, 35, 89 shooting. uh, 3.3 turnovers a game. So his assist-to-turnover ratio is less than 2. Um, since the new year, 21, seven and six on 37, 31, 89 splits. And this is a hefty sample. Now it's not just a week, a couple of this, this is like two months of basketball where it's way below what we're listening to. This is a guy who's shot 50, 40, 90 multiple times in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, thing is the Warriors are still 37 and 13. They're still living off the attention. He gets a lot. He creates looks for everybody else to, you know, before the gravity people get up, uh, listen to this and get upset. We're acknowledging that. Um, but it, it's been a visible drop off from what we saw last year over the chunk of the season. Um, so is this slump or the beginning of a decline, a mix of both? Uh, what, what do you got for me, bro? You can't say slump at this point no more, bro. That, two months is a lot. Two months is a lot. And, and, I, and I've called that when I saw that game. People were like, oh, he had 39. I'm like, this is my, this is my, this that's that's the problem again. It's not even just the analytics. We push the box score watchers too for people who don't know what they're saying. Like the way he's been to the point is very, very labored. You know, what I mean, he's struggling to hit open threes. You know, what I'm saying he's he was he got, went on a, a um, went on a phase which is three point hunting. So I think for and it, and it was hurting his his game and the team. So I think as somebody had a good point. I think Curry, I think this was Cam, it might have been Cam who said this, but I think Curry, as he starts to understand some of the, you know, things are starting to diminish, the quick twitch, the touch on the three. I think I think what he needs to realize is that he needs to be smarter with his three-point shot selection. I think that's one of the things he'll have to understand. It's like, I can't launch these kind of threes because I don't have the, the, the uh, quick twitch to get the same separation I used to get or I don't have the same touch on the ball to be able to take get a three off on on certain angles. Because you remember this Curry used to just really remember he would shoot awkward, like he would take his jump shot hella awkward and lean into a shot. But his touch was just so good and his aim was right, so right. good. He would just splash it. But it's like the older you get, like that's not that's not going to be something you can you can hit. And uh, you know people look at LeBron, they be like, man, how, how's LeBron this great? But it's like he's had to reinvent his game so many times each off season, you know, over the years, like he's come in and he's changed the way he's played often because he understands as he's getting older, he has to do things differently. But I think with Curry, 
he's going to have to come to that realization himself. It's like, okay, I'm getting older. Certain things aren't going for me the way it's been. I need to change my game because mm. I have the talent to be to still be elite, to still be a top guy in this league, but I have to change my approach to how I want to get my buckets. Like, it can't be what I was doing in my heyday no more. Right. So I, I look at that. I did some research and looked at some things. I just want to share with you and get and kind of get your thoughts. And then this is my theory that I came up with. So I, I had to double check Curry because last year, I think I posted the, the graphic a couple of times. He was like 95th to 100 percentile in yeah. every, everything pretty much. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was an all time individual season last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. So, like, so I'm looking at, you know, people talking about decline and decline is here. So I look up, it's three things I want to bring up. So, first, he's the, he's still after the last two months of hell. He is in a hundredth percentile for isolation scoring this season. Hundred percentile for isolation scoring, ninety uh, fourth percentile in pick and roll as the ball handler. Like, and those aren't really things that lead, like, say, like decline. Like, that's like athleticism, ball handling. Like, you still, you still got that stuff. If you're able to, you know, if you're able to perform well in those two two aspects of the game, right? But where the struggle is, his wide open shot making is like bottom of the league. It's kind of insane. He's missed so many wide open shots. So my theory, my question for you is, is two things. One, you can tell he's visibly bulked up these last two years. Like that's, that's the first thing. And secondly, do you think at age 33, you know, 10, 12, 13 years in, do you think the running around that he does over the course of the game may finally be catching up to him just a tad? That's that. That was my point. Is where I say he might have to reinvent himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. When you, when you look at what you say, and then Marvin call, calling for this, Sonny has been one of the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> of this. He definitely needs to be on ball more. Uh, he needs to be more of a. He needs to be more of a traditional point. Uh, you know, as he goes older, it's funny, right? Because you think when you think that um off ball is less taxing, right? Like because like LeBron, for example, for this season. He's morphed into more of an off-ball player because he he doesn't want the taxing role of being on ball as often. So he's kind of morphed into an off-ball player more so. And for Curry, it needs to be the opposite because it's like the way Curry plays off-ball is very active. <clears throat> like he's not a he's not he's not a, a stationary off-ball guy, or he's not a um, you know he's not like a, a guy who like you know picks and chooses when to move off-ball. He's constantly <clears throat> He's constantly in movement because that's how Jabulna State maximizes their offense. It's right. built around Curry's off-ball movement, hence the term gravity, right? So he's always in constant motion when he's off the ball. So I think what they need to do is they need to stop having so many uh, movement-oriented uh, actions for him. I think they need to rely a lot on Clay off-ball, obviously not that he's back. I think you also need to uh, – I think you also need to utilize uh, – you know, guys like uh, Wiggins in the post more to, you know, take take pressure off, um, you know, take pressure off, you know, having those actions from Curry and Clay, always have, always having to rely on those to, to get guys open. And then the key biggest thing is just putting Curry on ball to where he can make take advantage of his best in the league, pick and roll ball handling. Because, you know, with Curry, it's always a problem because you know he can pull up whenever, so you have to respect it. He gets right. the ball in the pick and roll. That's a that's dangerous. That's dangerous advantage. 
like this dangerous vagina. I get it. You don't want to overdo it because we know what happens when you overdo it. The Luke get hardened. You're going to wear yourself down. So you don't want to overdo it. But it's just, you, like you said, it's, it's always been finding the mix, finding the balance of let Curry be able to play a traditional point point and also then using his off-ball ability to create for others. But uh, I think they need to they need to take the load off Curry off-ball. They need to stop trying to make him have to hustle so much to get guys going right. because you can tell his body is just – not responding the way it's been and it's affecting his play. Right. Yeah, I think that's accurate with the missed wide open shots. Um, I still think he's going to normalize at some point and, and and get back into the flow. But I think of course, all that stuff, you, yeah, I think the stuff that you um, that you raise is absolutely fair. I think the one counter. I think they do a lot of that too is because that's the only. The only the way Curry plays is the only way Draymond's effective. Yeah, offense. that's yeah. That's, <laughs> so that's like so that's that's the that's the trick there. Yeah. Because you make Draymond your passer, you have to respect it or guard him. Because if Draymond is you know performing a dribble handoff, you can't sag off, or you got Clay or Steph coming off wide open. So keeping those guys off ball makes Draymond a threat. So like you said, I think it's a balance. It's a balance. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. I mean, the Warriors still sit at thirty-seven and thirteen. It's definitely a first world problem, you know, not like the, right. <laughs> like other teams. So we'll see how it goes. But, you know, I, I'm not calling the Warriors because obviously the playoffs are, are going to be a war. Nothing's easy. But I felt uh, that, that's why I felt that I'm a little more comfortable with, with leaning towards Phoenix like I would. I know you, you pick Golden State um, and I still respect that's going to be because it's going to be a war. But I feel a little more comfortable leaning towards Phoenix because of, you know, Unless Curry turns it back, but I think it's going to be a war regardless. So you know it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Obviously, I think uh, I'm higher on Memphis than most people are. I think that team is really good. Memphis match is really good. With that's what I'm saying. I think out. that's why I think I was talking to somebody. I was like, "You sure the Warriors want to punt games and not want to get this first seed? Because we've seen Memphis against. I think just the last two years, uh, just a two good years of data now them going against Memphis." For some reason, it's just <laughs> some, some teams make it hard for you. So, uh, it's a bad man. That's a bad yeah, man. We'll see how that goes. I just, I think, uh, and Memphis got a star now, so it's not like the old right. <laughs> when it was a bad matchup right. and they didn't have a star who could close. They got a star who could close now. Right. They got so, offense this time. So, right. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, moving over to the projects of the Western Conference, we got the Lakers sitting in ninth, mm-hmm. um, but. Anthony Davis did come back. I think after the after the first game where his man's from they actually beat Brooklyn, who's in their little bit of a tailspin themselves, losing four in a row. Uh, AD, two things I noticed. I'll let you tap in here this after this. He moved very well. That was amazing. Like you could, I think he dropped a little. He dropped a little bit of weight. He looked a little yeah. thinner uh, from from what I've seen. Um, averaging twenty seven the last two games, getting to the cup. Jumpers uh, still a little off seven for 20 outside the paint the first couple games, uh, but we're going to give that some time before we, you know, give that. We got to get your legs back, get your sea legs back. So we'll see how that looks. Um, Lakers did lose, uh, have lost the last three games. Uh, they're three and seven, the last 10 games, but I think AD is given, uh, given a reason to be, you know, glass half full, uh, on the backside of that, it's kind of worrisome. LeBron, who's been a tank forever, um, when he has to go back to L.A. because of his knee, I think that is at least 
semi-serious. When you talk about that age, knee injuries, I think that's something you got to look at. But just getting back to AD, uh, Kings, what did you see? What did you like? What did you not like? Um, and what's your hope kind of going forward with, with him meshing with, you know, LeBron, Russ, and company? He's a, he's a lot more fluid, a lot more active. Um, I think part of him taking the time off with that injury, I think he probably got his um, his mobility up. I wouldn't be surprised if in the in the rehab they was focusing a lot more on mobility as opposed to you know strength and uh, build. So I think he looks good. I mean, when AD is great, they always have a chance. But we we know what the Lakers' problems are. Um, it's not much to keep going over it every single week. No fans every single week want to uh, hang on a, a little slimmer of hope. But, uh, you know, any shot, any shot this season like is going to come down to, like I've been saying, it's going to come down to the deadline. Um, any shot at this season, man, is going to come down to what can THT and none get you. Like, that's just really what it comes down to, <clears throat> as well as the 2027 pick. It's some it's some packages I like out there in terms of I think getting some guys who would be solid in terms of wings. Like I said, I really like Bogey. I think the Hawks are shopping, shopping him and Horder, uh, trying to get off the, off those deals. I think that could fit the Lakers in their timeline. Uh, all definitely makes Russ um, more um, definitely makes Russ more of a uh, thing you can swallow at that point. But again, it's also going to come down to then, but. You know, is that something that, you know, Jeannie would want to, like, afford? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. does she want to pay for that? Because, like, at the end of the day, that's their other problem, too. It's like, like do they want to pay the money to foot a real contender? Right. right. Like, like, do you want to do that? Like, Yeah, because I just – I'm thinking, like, not to be compared to Clippers or Lakers, but it's just – if it's the Clippers, they just – they pay THT and they pay Caruso. Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, they just can't both. Yeah, worst coming to worst. We'll, we'll trade one if it's not working. Yeah, exactly. But, well, we'll, yeah, right. So, so, I mean, like, that's literally what the Clippers do. They would just pay both of them and be like, all right, whoever's not as good, we'll move it instead and keep right. the other. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And you have people, like I said, trying to talk about rebuilding. First of all, that's a lie. Number two, it's like you could have both. Right. I mean, I mean, it's like, it's just, it's just, you don't like, it's too much people giving, letting people, letting management off the hook for clearly setting the team backwards. And it's like, I get it, man, it's a lot of delusion right now. And I get it. You know, you're a fan. You want to see them win. But, man, you, look, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to argue with the fans. I get how being a fan is. You know, I, I, I'm there, too, with, with the Raiders and whatnot. But it's like, <laughs> when you have to take a step back and you have to look at, at what the Lake, where the Lakers are, you know, Obviously, LeBron do with that knee. Obviously, all those minutes at center are going to come back to. I I don't know why. Like I said this, I'm like LeBron playing center is not a good thing. That's not a good long term thing. I knew it was going to wear on him. So this doesn't shock me. I think they're just trying to make sure he's healthy because they understand even if this season's a, a an L that he's like they've seen that he can still do what he needs to do. So they're going to make sure he's ready to go for next season because like. Who, like how many players can you say are better than LeBron even at this day and age? So it's like right. they, they they see that they're like, okay, he still got it. So we need to make sure he's we can preserve him. But it just comes down to man, they set their season back with the offseason, starting with the with the trade of you know who. <laughs> it's like you already knew they were gonna be working from a deficit at that point, man. And just like man, I don't, I don't it's 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 tough, man. Like this season really 
if there's no deadline miracle this season, you just have to chalk it up and, and make a miracle happen and then re-roll in the next offseason, bro. But mm-hmm. it's just going to be hard to say that you're going to beat Memphis, you're going to beat Grill Golden State. You're going to be like, come on, bro. I'm, you can't talk yourself into that type of, of fantasy with this type of team right now. Right, I think, yeah, and then you got, you know, top of that's down the road, but, you know, Denver, Murray is coming back eventually, you know, and then yeah, that, that you, know, you know. So, yeah, I agree. You got so, – something's got to give. Um, we'll see what happens, man. Not going to harp on too much, but I just wanted to talk about what you thought about what you saw from AD. I thought that was uh, – that was encouraging to see him moving. And then hopefully LeBron's uh, knee injury isn't too serious. And then you can finally see him at, you know, full strength. And uh, get to rock from there. Um, a team we haven't uh, discussed at all. I was reviewing the, our, our notes from all the this past season. The Miami Heat, which is yeah. kind of crazy because I think the last time we talked to them, we were like, "Yeah, they're a dark horse contender." Looking at their roster, yeah. and then we kind of like yeah, pre- that was year. Yeah, as a season preview, and then we just kind of kind of let them sit by the wayside. But fifty games in. They are the number one seed in the East, uh, number five offensive rating, number seven defensive rating. And I even think those numbers are low because I look at the games played. Uh, they got 50 games. Lowry uh, missed 11 games. Jimmy, 18 games. Bam, 25 games. Harold missed nine games. And they still shot through and maintained. I, I think it's fair to call Spo, if not the best coach in the NBA, uh, top three. Him and him and Ty Lue, man, working miracles. Yeah, so I, I, you know, got to start talking about him in that regard. Um, I think there's something to be said about continuity and, and, and a system in place, and I think they're scary just because of that. Like you're gonna have to, I think you're gonna have to be compete on both ends. When team that's that's top ten, top five on offense and defense, you got to be prepared on both ends in a playoff series. And the fact that they, they play a lot of non-spacing lineups, so that just speaks to me to kind of suppose ingenuity because Bam and Jimmy aren't floor spacers, but they still find a way to put a top five offense in the NBA on the floor, which is kind of crazy to me. And I just think, you know, that it's a credit to Spo really and just everybody buying in. Even Lowry's a, you know, up-and-down shooter, but, you know, the passing, movement, screening, you know, getting out of transition after getting stops, I think it all works hand in hand. So I think we both respect Spoil Miami enough to say that they're a contender. Like, this is not fake at all from them. Of course. It's, it's never fake with them because he's they've gotten to the finals already. You know what I mean? They've gotten to the finals with this core. Um, they, they've, uh, they've, they've, Bab has shown that he's the best defender for Giannis, who's a reigning champion. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they're just a very well built roster. That's a that's a that's a front office that has a vision for what they want offensively and defensively. The thing with uh, having Bam and J- uh, Jimmy, uh, Joseph had a good point. You can't play more than two non-floor spaces at the same time. And I think the thing with um, the Heat is that they always find a way to either if if they're playing those two, it's those two, and they're and they're having Duncan, they're having Hero, they're having Lowry. You know, they're having their better three-point shooters playing around them. And if you know. One of them is off, and you put, substitute him for a guy like, uh, you know, Tucker, or even put Tucker in and make, make teams have to kind of still respect that corner three. It's like you're still able to uh, get away with some offensive, uh, you know, offensive uh, production while ha- having ramped up defensive action. So that's the thing with them. They're they playing good two-way ball. They have a roster that's uh, 
con- uh, conducive for playing that. And it's just great roster. It's good roster, great coaching. And, uh, you know, great. And people talk about the culture, but the culture matters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People try to like make think it's a buzzword, but that's, it's, it's not. Uh, yeah. It's a true. Anybody <laughs> who plays sports understands the, what the locker room means. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, they're really, they're really a team to be, um, to be reckoned with, uh, like again, number one team in the East, even with all those missing parts, um, and they're tough. They're a tough team. Great X's and O's. They'll be hell in any series. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like you could, especially with Kyrie situation, right? <laughs> kind of looked like he took a step back. You know, you know how they give, you know how they give Giannis fits, and you know the Bucks seem to be sleepwalking right now. Man, um, I was just about to say, man, the Bucks are just are not interested yeah. at all in this regular yeah, season. All. They got the championship hangover like a mother. Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you have, you know, Philly not wanting to get rid of Ben Simmons here. They're holding out for the big fish. So it's like, and then Chicago, you know, as good of a story that they've been, still, you know, still got to show us in the playoffs type of situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they're they're right there with anybody. Um, you have to have the heat. And, and they have the experience. They have the coaching. They have the pedigree. So it's like. It's they're the real deal, man. That's that's what's right. You know what's crazy? I'm looking at the East. So you got Chicago, Miami, uh, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly. That's five. Like you know, like somebody in the first one of those teams is going home in the first round just because of the way yep. the playoffs are set up. Like that's kind of crazy to me. And I think both like any scenario, like if let's say if Philly finds a way to, you know, make Ben into they they were to take the Sacramento deal, right? They're they're right there with anybody, right? And then you got, you know, Brooklyn, they get everybody full, full strength. Kyrie plays role playoff games. Um the Eastern playoffs is crazy. And, he, and even Charlotte, Charlotte's not on those teams though, but Charlotte's playing a really good basketball league. Like they're like some solidified in that spot. So it's crazy. Like, I like the, like, I want to see, you know, what happens with Phoenix, Golden State, Memphis, obviously. But I feel like the Eastern Conference Finals, like, Eastern Conference playoffs, like, from the first round on, it's going to be, like, blood in the water. Like, in that, you know, three, six, four, five matchup. Like, it's going to be hell for somebody at some point. So I'm looking forward forward to that. But that's going to be crazy. Um, Last thing before we, before we get out of here. My Devin Booker agenda. Uh, him and Zach Levine are poster boy to look at the surrounding roster. Good to see them finally starting to get their level last couple of years. Hey man, you have you have Zach Levine, you got Devin Booker, you also got Matt Stafford in NFL, man. Right. You gotta, you environment know, matters. Environment man. matters, man. Right. So Sun sit at 49, uh, best record in the league. They really, I think they're the first interesting stat in the Suns. We'll talk about Booker and deep and we'll go more deeply in the Suns. They are the first team since the 73 and nine Warriors to have two months where they won 90% of their games. So this is the second month they won 90% of their games. They're kind of blowing through the league right now. Um, they remind me of a better version of Utah last year. Remember we were both high on Utah because just because they bought everybody back. Yeah. Kind of turnover crazy, last year. Yeah. And they hammered. Remember they got all those wins last year. But I think, you know, they're off a finals run. They got a lot of continuity. There's a lot of injuries and, and turnover from other rosters. But on top of that, the guys have taken legitimate leaps. So Bridges oh. has gotten way better. Aiden's gotten better. Chris Paul 
is fitting in better, right? Second year there, right? More comfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, campaign, building off the playoff, playoff run. You added Michigan champagne. Maintaining his, his, his production. Exactly right, right. So I just got to – I think you can honestly say they're the deepest team in the NBA. I think that – like legitimately not. I think the biggest thing they did was replacing Frank Kaminsky in the rotation with JaVale McGee. Yeah, like that – Real vet. Yeah, like that, right? I think that – remember the whole thing in the center was like, what are they going to do with Aiden's off the court? What are they going to do with Aiden's off the court? I mean, they got killed in those minutes. McGee's not the same as Aiden, but he's serving. And on top of that, they add Biombo with yep. injury, and he's averaging 11 points a game. For some reason, he gets with Chris Paul, figures out how to catch the basketball, all of a sudden, which was his, been his big thing. He had terrible hands. <laughs> Catching the basketball. So – you asked a great question. We were talking about the show tonight. Uh, Devin Booker for MVP. How come he can't get any love? Um, I just think, before I let you answer, I, I just think that the way that the narrative is written, like the narrative, MVP narrative seems to change every, you know, four to five years, right? Um, I think the narrative this day and age is that, quote, unquote, unfortunately, too much help. If a guy's roster is too good with, with certain yeah. names, I think they start to disqualify a guy from the MVP race, right? And I think that's kind of what Devin Bigger is going to be a victim of. And on top of that, he just doesn't have, like, there's not a, like a, a single stat that sticks out where he's like, oh, he does this particularly. He's just very good at everything this yeah. year. It's like it's 25, 6, and 5. Like a, just yeah, it's, very, it's, 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 it's great numbers, but, mm-hmm. like, it's not like, MVP numbers right. this era. Yeah, right? and I think, like, he, he, he did one player in a month, so I can't even say, like, there's been a stretch of games, but it's like, I think it's been that that two months that that Embiid's been having the last six weeks, pretty much. Embiid went on that tear. You know what I mean? Even Curry start the season, came on that tear. You know, Levine, I mean, uh, DeRozan, average 34 a month. You know what I mean? So it's like, he hasn't had, like, that period of play and get the wins on top of that with the way the narrative around Chris Paul is as a team whisperer, <laughs> any like supreme success that they get is going to go to the, the um, credit's going to go to Chris Paul first, just the way that people watch the game. So like, where are you with, you know, Devin Booker and getting a little bit of MVP love? No, I think Devin Booker, man, he's, he's a very quality player. I think um, it's always going to be gauging how, uh, like you said, with the Chris Paul situation and with um, the Aiden injury situation, Aiden has also emerged too. Devin Booker is definitely the best player on that team. I think. I think it's even safer to say this year than it was last year. But I, I just think that you know when you look at the type of leap that Mikhail took, you look at how good Aiden's been. You look at how good CP3's been. Like you said, it's one of those things where it's like he's not. Uh, he's the MVP, but it's not an overwhelming. I mean, he's like he's a candidate. But to be the MVP, like, he's not, you know what I mean? He's not, like, he's not car- carrying that team in certain aspects in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of being the guy that's always going to uh, overwhelmingly in, uh, impose his will on the opposing team. You know what I mean? He's definitely their best go-to scorer. He's definitely defending at a high level. Um, but you know what I'm saying? But you have Chris Paul. He's going to be – he's their best playmaker. You know what I mean? He's the guy who's going to set everybody up. Aiden's obviously otherworldly on the interior, and he can switch and not be played off the floor, small ball, super versatility. And then obviously Cam Bridges is their best perimeter defender. You know what I mean? It's like it's like 
you have three other guys that are more valuable to the team in certain areas. So it's like Devin Booker being very good or great at a lot of things then just gets lost in the fact that yeah. other guys on his team are better right. at certain key attributes. Whereas if you look at the Grizzlies, it's like offensively scoring, playmaking, it's like John Morant's that guy for him. You know what I mean? When you look at the, the Nuggets, it's like uh, Joker's the guy inside. He's the guy playmaking. You look at MB, MB's backpacking on inside defensively, inside offensively. You look at, uh, you know, uh, DeMar, you know what I mean? Even when Levine's there, when he's not there, the, Lamar's doing his thing going off, uh, taking those guys, scoring and playmaking and, and, and leading those guys to wins. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at it's, it's just like you said, it's, it's one of those things where it's like they're faulting him for how good his team is. That's just what it comes down to, and it's going to hurt him. And I I don't know, man. Like, I really just – the reason I really feel like the reason why you don't see him get the epic MVP talk that you get is because these voters are expecting one of these MVP guys, MVP-level stats guys on the team to eventually wake up, go on right. a crazy run, and they're just going to give it to them. Like, you know, all it takes is for Giannis – and the Bucks to win 15 straight and an MVP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's just I just feel like voters just waiting on one of those guys to go on one of those runs, and then they're just gonna give that guy the MVP. Like I just feel like that's what they're waiting on. And if it doesn't happen, then it's like, okay, maybe we have to give Booker the you know real MVP consideration. But I just don't see, I don't think you'll really see that until the end of the season if there is no other and no one else whose team has made it you know, a real conversation, but it's still too early. So I just don't, that's why I feel like they're not going to talk about because they, I feel like the voters anticipate one of these guys teams in the cash fire. Right. I think the MVP thing for me is, is a less of a deal, less of an issue for me than the all NBA voting. Like I thought last year was just ridiculous. I I had never seen anything like that where the top, I think somebody was like, it hadn't happened since like 1973 or something like that when the leading scorer, the lead, both leading scorers on the top two seeds in the West did not make an All-NBA team. They didn't miss a lot of time. I, I think Mitchell missed like two weeks toward the season, into the season with his ankle and came back to the early in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Book hardly missed any time, and they both did not make all in I thought that was crazy. And the frustrating part, I think the frustrating, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's been negotiated. I think that's wild that All-NBA is tied to what your next contract can be. So I think like that's the frustrating part with those guys. Um, they get called empty stats guys for you know five six years. Team finally wins, and you know they don't really get acknowledged for it, and it ends up affecting you know their 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 actual you know fiscal fiscal gain. I think, and I, I think that's more of an issue for me. Like you gotta like you gotta get Booker on all NBA team this season. <laughs> Even a legacy standpoint, I mean, if you look at right, right. career, man, starting the first year, 14 points a game, next year, 22, then he was 25, 20. Is, you talk about one, two, three, four, five, six, about to be six years or uh, five years, sorry, of 25 and up scoring right. um, pretty good efficiency. And it's like he doesn't get talked about like somebody who's at top. Like this is probably, arguably, you know, maybe you can say Paul George is better. Um, this is probably arguably the best two guard in the NBA. You know what I mean? Top 15 player in the NBA. It's like he doesn't get that type of respect. He doesn't get right. that type of publicity. And it's it's pretty sad because, like, he's pun- he was punished 
for putting stats on a bad team. Now he's punished for putting stats on a good team. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just man, it's just, it's corny. You know, the crazy part is I've always been like uh, a win, uh, did they win guy. This dude, I remember he scored 70 in a basketball game and people acted like it was regular because they lost. And I Nobody was like, talks about that because they lost <laughs> because it was on the Suns and he said yeah. the Suns stuck. Now he produces when the Suns are good. It's like, well, he plays on the Suns and they're good now. It's like he and he's 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 not even celebrating for staying on his team and helping them get it out right. the mud. Like he came to a bad situation, lottery team. Now they're a contender. He don't even get celebrated for that. It's kind of crazy, honestly, when you think about it. It's pretty crazy. I just think they got something in Phoenix. Um, I, I think you're just playing around. Hey, Aiden's going to get paid because they let him hit free agency. Somebody's going to max him, and they're going to have to pay the max. So, you know, Aiden's going to get paid. I think they've got something in, in, in Phoenix. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that whole situation develops. Anyway, give Devin Booker more love. That's the point of the story. You want to punish these guys for not winning, and then not show them love when they, when they sacrifice. You do win. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pick a side, man, and let it and, and rock with it, and let the let the uh, let the shameless agendas go. No, um, I just, I think, I feel like they really just love these guys who played that stats ball a certain way, where it's like you're winning, but you're winning because I'm taking the ball up, I'm running a high pick and roll, and I'm setting everybody up. Because if you look at the way they talk, like look how they don't even talk about Luca no more because he's playing more team oriented ball. He's coming off the ball. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Like you see how they don't even talk about him like that no more because he's not trying to hog the ball all game and put up gaudy numbers and try and carry them quote unquote to a high seed. Like they don't even respect Luca now for playing ball the hoop the proper way. Like bad man. It's yeah, they, then they're on pace to win just under fifty games, which is be a career high for Luca. So yeah, it's sad what what they do in this league. Man. Whew. All right, Kings. Real quick before we get out of here, we'll get into this more. Um, Kay Cunningham starting to get loose after yes, a rough so, start. Yes, uh, yes. I know you. I know you a big Mobley guy. Uh, I, I stay rocking with Kay. I think that the whole D and like four of the top five are going to be like special players. Um, yeah, I, 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 I told everybody about Jalen Green. He's going to be a special yeah. player. But I told y'all the first year was going to be rough, man. Yeah. I saw you looked at his body, body, body type. Yeah. You already knew it was going to be rough, but, hey, if you have Jalen Greenstock, hold on. Right. Hold on. It's, it's going to pay off. Right. So, K was always my guy. I stuck with it. Detroit is probably the one of the worst situations to be in right now. Um, kind of closing the gap on Mobley. Still taking Mobley long term? Yeah. You know, Mobley's like Mobley. People don't understand. Mobley has to play winning hoop right now. His team right. is competing. Yep. Yep. And, and, he's, <laughs> and he's sharing he's sharing touches with, with uh, Jared Allen. You feel me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Jared Allen is a, is a – is playing playing at all star type of level at the same position in the East, you know what I mean? And Mobley's still coming in, getting numbers, getting high impact. So it's like it, it's going to be different for Mobley uh, because he he he's always going to have to play within a certain scheme. Whereas I think Cade Cunningham, you'll see more monster games from Cade because obviously Detroit really doesn't have much going for him. Grant's not even playing right now, so he's going to get this opportunities to to shine out. But Cade is very nice. We always knew he was nice. We always knew he's going to be good. Uh, I still got Mobley long term, but it's a lot. Those all those guys, all those guys, good Suggs is looking like he's 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 coming up, playing playing some good hoop. So and then obviously Scotty, man, Scotty, he shocked me. Like he shocked me this year. Yeah, I thought Scotty was a project, but he he's yeah, ready to hoop. I thought Scotty was a project. He shocked me. He shocked me right away. So it's a it's looking like a good class this year. So all these guys, I, I, I'm high on. 
if you have K being the best, I can't really knock you because it's still early. And a lot of these guys, I think, have the potential to make a claim for best in the class. So I, I, if you got K, if you got Scotty, if you got uh, Jalen, once you get his weight on, like if you have Mobley like me, because you think that he has generous talent, the big man, like each guy got a nice claim and it's going to be fun to watch, I think, going forward. All right, y'all. Y'all know what to do. Follow, subscribe to Pod. Follow at his Kingsborough on Twitter. Myself, JJ Maples fifty five underscore MST. Give us some feedback. Anything you want to hear us talk about? Uh, uh, let's do it. Give us a rock. Anybody you wants to pod with? We got more guests coming on. We actually we're gonna have Marcus Thompson from uh from the hey, Athletic on. But my man went to LA for the Rams Niners game. Uh, I'm about to get on his head. It was like, see, you went out there and got packed up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, hey, somebody tell Pilo, man, calm down on the timeline. I know you angry. I know you angry, but you got to calm down on the timeline, man. Right, right, right. Anyway, we appreciate y'all. Keep following, supporting the pod, and we are out of here. Peace, y'all.